Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Welcome to episode 30 of Timberwolves Explosion. And today, the number 30 is absolutely in the mix. This is just unbelievable when you look at these numbers. (laughs) I started exactly 30 seconds into the show, or into the introduction. It is 3.30 right now. (laughs) 3.30. It's 3.30 p.m. right now. On July 29th, 2009, my 30th birthday. Episode number 30, 30 seconds into the show, I start talking at 3.30 p.m. It doesn't get any better than that. So you can kind of guess what the emphasis of today is. It is the number 30. Everything about the number 30, and of course the Minnesota Timberwolves, (laughs) but the number 30 is absolutely in the mix as well because it's just, it's a huge milestone indeed, and uh, this is my dream show to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. So I can't think of a better scenario than doing episode number 30 on my 30th birthday. So all the milestones together all at once. um, It's just fantastic. But first and foremost, let's get the, get to the plugs here. Timberwolves explosion is available on the sportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you for joining me always on this 30th episode today. We hope this show will continue to grow and go all the way to 100 and 300 and 3,000. Let's just keep it going, baby, forever. I want the show to just go on forever. Um, it's an absolute pleasure and a nice little milestone today, of course, as I've mentioned about 30 times. Ah, did I use that number again? I did. All right. No, the show will not be three hours long, and it'll probably not be 30 minutes long either. Probably a little bit longer, I'm guessing. There's a, a, a lot to get to. Um, but, yeah, as said, Timberwolves Explosion is on the sportsstuff.com, and uh, that is the flagship website for Timberwolves Explosion. There is a button in the upper right-hand corner of the front page of TSS or the sportsstuff.com, or actually it's a little bit closer to the middle now, I guess you could say. It says TSS Boards. Click on that. That's how you can sign up to the message boards. It is 100% free and 100% fun. You can interact with nearly 400 members of the sportsstuff.com. It is a global community because there are uh, people from every part of the world on there. It's not just a Timberwolves website. It's not just a Minnesota website. It's not just American. It's world. There's Australia. There's England. There's Germany. There's uh, United States, of course. I mean, all over the place. Just all over. Uh, do check it out. More than worth it. Lots of really cool guys on there. More than worth it to talk to. Do join in. Indeed. All right. Also, TimberwolvesPress.com. TimberwolvesPress.com. Your one-stop source for everything Timberwolves basketball. Or actually now, the slogan has changed. Your one-stop source for Minnesota Timberwolves basketball since 2007. As uh, the website has been updated and my role has definitely uh, increased on the website as we're going to get into that really soon here as uh yeah i am now a columnist for timberwolvespress.com i'll of course host this show alec has me host this show on timberwolvespress.com as well which is great for for both sides you can each bring more uh you know more listenership and readership and uh you know eventually patrons hopefully to both parties. It has been a wonderful relationship, myself and TimberwolvesPress.com with Alec, Alex Shimke and Joe Weiss. It is just fantastic. I'm really, you know, I'm a little bit new to some of that software uploading stuff, but it's a, I'm catching on fairly quickly. Hopefully, Alec is. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, Alec isn't. Uh, hopefully, I'm not frustrating him too much. With uh, last night, we I was up till about 2:30 in the morning trying to learn how to get the uh, the podcast posted on there. It was a it was a kind of a long night, but it was fun. It was interesting and in the end it's easier than it looks, I guess. It's easier than you think. So yeah, with that out of the way, well, we're going to talk a lot about timberwolvespress.com. I got two columns to talk to you about. One involving the Thriller Con, the Thriller David Con and and Selfbury. Stefan Marbury has completely lost it. So those are those topics we're going to get into today. In the uh, the first segment, we are going to talk about the uh, 
We're going to talk about NBA free agency some more. Well, the second segment, excuse me, this is the first segment. In the second segment, we're going to talk about NBA free agency and um, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Then we're going to get into the thriller con. We're going to continue NBA free agency all in that segment. The second segment is going to be a big one. We're going to talk about the thriller con with a couple of Wolves trades that have happened since episode number 29. And, yes, I did wait. I could have done the episode about a week ago when that Quentin Richardson trade went through, but I wanted to uh, I wanted to wait and uh, get this all in episode 30 on 30. As you can probably tell, it's <laughs> it's a fun idea, and I'm enjoying it, man. I really am. Um, yeah, two trades have taken place, one involving Quentin Richardson, the other involving Damian Wilkins and Chucky Atkins coming here. We'll discuss the uh, the deals there in segment number two. And then segment number three, we're going to talk about former Timberwolf Stefan Marbury, who has just gone insane. It's going to be a pretty, it's a pretty entertaining column, you could say, pretty entertaining uh, deal. I'll tell you how that came about when the time comes in segment number three. So with no further ado, I better call it a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about that uh, free agency period and the Thriller Con right after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 30, if you already have forgotten, (laughs) which is a reminder for iPod users, do check out Purple Mafia. There's going to be a new show up pretty soon, pretty soon, as early as tonight, Uh, unlikely, but maybe I'll get it in tonight, as uh, possibly Friday or Saturday. Brett Favre is gone. The thrill is gone with Brett Favre. So, yeah. Oh, goody. What we talk about that? We're going to get into uh, training camp. His training camp is starting very soon, So, which it always is a tradition right around my birthday every year. All right. So the sports abyss is coming to an end. That's good. NBA free agency. is There is no sports abyss when it comes to NBA free agency, the, at least this year. And we know next year is going to be very interesting. We're going to go back to July 22nd, and we're going to move forward from there. We're going to try to keep it brief so this isn't a five-hour show and drive you insane. Um, yeah, on the 22nd, free agent forward Chris Wilcox signed with the Detroit Pistons. That's a solid addition as the Pistons continue to sign solid players. Chris Wilcox, not really a defensive player, but he gets the job done inside. He can score a little bit. Um, another deal... Uh, Jamal Tinsley was waived by the Indiana Pacers on that day. That's another major thing. Um, Raymond Sessions is still a free agent to this day. But, yeah, at this point he's talking to the New York Knicks. He's kind of been all over the place. It looks like the Knicks ultimately are going to be, are ultimately the favorites to get him. So things continue to kind of roll around there with that. Uh, Now we shift to July 23rd. Unfortunately, Blake Griffin out for three weeks as he injured his shoulder on that day. Blake Griffin out for three weeks. He'll make it about two now. We'll see how that goes. Um, other than that, really, uh, <laughs> David Lee continuing to get into, continuing to get more and more frustrated as he's just kind of been banting around all over the place. The Knicks haven't really, you know, made him feel welcome there or made him feel wanted. Is they? It's just they're just screwing around with him. He's talked to the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, as I said, the Portland Trailblazers have been getting <laughs> Portland Trailblazers up until uh, we'll get into the next day, July 24th, had been getting pretty much stopped at every single time. Every single opportunity they tried to get players via trade or free agent signing, they seemed to continue to get stopped. They kept trying to get big-name players all the way from Vince Carter to Hito Turkoglu, who was just about signed with Portland and then went up with Toronto. What the hell is that for? But, okay, I guess he likes Canada. Um Yep, they've been talking to Andre Miller, and uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. And uh, there's just been, you know, every single turn, the Portland Trailblazers continue to get pretty much screwed in the end. (laughs) And uh, also correct a mistake I made is now I get into the San Antonio Spurs. Theo Ratliff signs with the San Antonio Spurs. And uh, 
So Theo Ratliff still hasn't retired. We thought he was going to retire two years ago when the Wolves got him in that Kevin Garnett trade back in 07, about this time, 07. My birthday present was Kevin Garnett getting traded. <laughs> For a guy I really was high on being a Celtics fan, they're my second favorite team, Al Jefferson. So, yeah, as I continue to bounce around, is that's just the, that's how it goes when I talk free agency. I bounce around like a basketball, you know. That's just how it goes. Um, forgive the really dorky humor there by bouncing around like a basketball, but <laughs> yeah, Theo Ratliff signs with the San Antonio Spurs. It's, it's just one veteran after another going there. They're they're pretty much the gray team of the NBA. Um, I made a lame mistake last week. You knew what I was talking about, but I still want to mention I made it just a retarded mistake. I said that the L.A. Lakers signed Antonio McDice. No, the L.A. Lakers signed Ron Artest. Not Antonio McDice, Ron Artest. It's the Spurs that signed Antonio McDice. I believe I did mention that already. But, yeah, see, there you go. There's just one veteran after another. Richard Jefferson, Antonio McDice. They also got Blair um, in the draft. San Antonio, they're not going away yet. They continue to sign all these big men to help out Tim Duncan. It's going to be very, very interesting. And, of course, as I mentioned, Richard Jefferson is like a kind of like a Sean Elliott type of player, which is, you know, Sean Elliott was that small forward who could score for the Spurs back in the David Robinson era. And, of course, you know, later in his career, David Robinson and Tim Duncan. So, uh, of course, that was that 99 championship. Sean Elliott, a uh, very happy member of that team, I'm sure. All righty. We're going to move on now to the 24th. And finally, the Portland Trailblazers strike. I mean, strike when the iron is hot. They finally acquire somebody. <laughs> they just continued to miss out and miss out and miss out on, you know, they kept getting shut down. You know, they even were after Ron Artest at, at a point in time. They were just after one big name after another. They kept trying to get better, and everybody kept turning them down, or the trade kept going sour, or whatever it is. Andre Miller is a Portland Trailblazer. Very nice addition for the Portland Trailblazers. They get a stable point guard who can just who's just a true point guard. He's a solid defender. He pretty much does everything well. Nothing amazing, but everything well. I'm sure his his number one trait is passing the ball. And, yeah, when you have guys like Brandon Roy, LaMarcus Aldrich, and hopefully Greg Oden can get a little more offense going. Um, they, you know, they even have Webster. That's a pretty good basketball team, as we saw last year. So when you get a nice veteran point guard to stabilize that position and to, also to possibly nurture uh, Jared Bayless, Portland just gets stronger there. So good deal there. Jamario Moon. Super Jamario. Oh, goody. Jamario <laughs> Moon is going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, oh, goody there. Jason Williams is trying to make a comeback to the NBA. Oh, goody. As the LA Clippers have uh, are in the process of uh, releasing him so he can sign anywhere he wants. That's going to be very interesting. He was out the last year because of injury and what else, you know, like whatever else, just recuperating from whatever the heck is wrong with him, basically. Crazy deal there. Um, yeah, we're going to get into Marbury's. I'm seeing an article there. Marbury's career becoming a worldwide waste, and you betcha. Segment number three, we're going to really talk about Stefan Marbury. Um, the Raptors and Roger Nesterovich talking, trying to get him back. Uh, Lamar Odom is now we get to the 26th. That thing has still not been revised. Lamar Odom, well, at the end of last week's show, or at least when I was finishing up the free agency talk, it looked like Lamar Odom was going to wind up with the Heat. It looked like a like a marriage made in heaven. You know, D. Wayne Wade wanted him back. That's my favorite player in the entire NBA, D. Wayne Wade. That's why I don't call him Dwayne Wade. I call him D. Wayne because Barkley calls him that <laughs> in the uh, the uh, the Fave Five T-Mobile commercial. But uh, yeah, it looked like that was a done deal. Then it looked like, up, oh, Odom is returning to the Lakers. That's pretty much a done deal. Nope. Now it looks like he's going to the Heat again. We're just going to find out. He's going to go to a really sexy city one way or the other. He's either going to stay in the palm, the palms of Los Angeles, which is a sexy city, or go back to the sexy city of Miami. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to be Lamar Odom to have Miami and Los Angeles wanting you right now. If it were me, I'd pick L.A. just because of the lower humidity. That's about it. Otherwise, if I could play with D. Wayne instead of Kobe, that wouldn't be bad. Hmm. That really wouldn't be bad at all. Would not be bad at all. All righty. So we switch into the 27th. Well, man, oh, man, oh, man. Whew. 
Well, we have the second trade the Wolves did. I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to save that for in, in a second when I get into specifically Wolves talk. But, yeah, the Thunder and the Wolves swap veterans. We'll get into that in a second. Eton Thomas and such. Uh, other than that, well, mm, this is the point when the trade of Tyson Chandler straight up for Emeka Okafor. Tyson Chandler to Charlotte. Emeka Okafor to the Hornets. Mm. I know Emeka Okafor is injury prone. I know he's not really the superstar type of player that uh, Dwight Howard was. As I mean, Dwight Howard turned out to be. As I remember, those two were kind of the debated pick on who the Orlando Magic and, uh, should wind up with with that number one pick in 04. But, uh, man, I, huh. Tyson Chandler's an okay player, but Emeka Okafor? Whew. Yeah, the Hornets won. Hornets win that trade. Big time. As long as Emeka Okafor can stay healthy. The Charlotte Hornets. Oh, God. I knew it. I knew I'd do it. Yeah, and they traded with a Charlotte team, and I'm looking at where it says Hornets and Charlotte kind of right by each other. Ugh, they just want to drive me insane, don't they? They really do. <laughs> yeah. Tyson Chandler is a Charlotte Bobcat. Omeka Ogafer is headed to the Big Easy in New Orleans. Ouch. Man, oh, man, are the... Uh, Charlotte Hornets, God almighty, New Orleans Hornets getting better. I'm never going to get that out of my head, ever. Face it. So now we switch to the 28th. That trade became official. Official. And uh, Tim Thomas, There was, the, but this is a much bigger story. Tim Thomas goes to the Dallas Mavericks. The overrated, overpaid, meaningless Tim Thomas, who's really never done anything, in my opinion. Couldn't care less about Tim Thomas, um, but he's a Dallas Maverick now. I hate the Mavericks as well. Uh, sorry, Darren. Darren Daz on TSS, but uh, I don't like him. Just don't. The Bucks were able to sign first-round pick Brandon Jennings on the 28th. That was yesterday, of course. Good deal there, of course. I mean, obviously, it's just a first-round pick getting signed. But, uh, yeah, definitely going to make the Bucks better. More talking with Lamar Odom and the Miami Heat, but that has still not come to an end. And uh, the Cavaliers have waited guard waived guard Kinsey. Don't really know much about him. And the Hornets sign free agent Diogo. This was, that was today. So not much action going on today in particular, but um, that's the deal. Allen Iverson, the Grizzlies are no longer interested, maybe. It's still kind of the Clippers and the uh, Memphis Grizzlies for Allen Iverson. Oh, goody. And of course, Stefan Marbury is a free agent. I'm a free agent! As he said in the video, as we're going to get into that in a second. <laughs> I can't help it. That's going to be pretty fun here in a couple of minutes. So now that concludes the NBA free agency talk and trades and stuff. Other than the Timberwolves, as now we're going to get into that right now. As the thriller David Kahn pulled off a trade that landed. Now this was on July 21st, or I believe 20th, excuse me. Right around there. So about 10 days ago, the thriller David Kahn. Yes, it was the 20th, Monday. This is the first ever article I ever wrote on TimberwolvesPress.com. So do check that out. It's Wolves Analysis by Paladino Live. That's my screen name on TimberwolvesPress.com. So you probably could guess that. Uh, I talk about how in episode 27, I said how David Kahn had become quite the stock trader. But in the end, he is now going to be called the thriller because of what he can do with these, uh, how he can just sneak up and trade people out of nowhere and how nobody's safe, how creeping through the night nobody is safe from the thriller, as the Michael Jackson song, the, the Thriller, famously stated back in 1982, the greatest album ever. But, uh, yeah, according to the money, yeah, it was the greatest album ever. But, uh, yeah, David Kahn just, nobody saw this coming. Everybody saw, you know, I mean, yeah, David Kahn's about to go to the, uh, about to go to Spain to talk to, uh, um, excuse me, talk to Rubio's team in Spain. See if they can sweeten the deal somehow. Maybe get some, uh, try to find some sh uh, change in the couches. You know, like a couple of loose change in the couches in Ricky Rubio's place. But also, more importantly, to try to land endorsements. That's the number one way Ricky Rubio will be able to get the $6.6 million buyout completed. And, um... To get him to get him out of Spain and into Minneapolis, 600 First Avenue North, Minneapolis, Target Center. Um, that's the deal there. 
But yeah, that's this is why I call him the thriller. I mean, who really saw Sebastian Telfer, Craig Smith, and Mark Madsen going to get traded just out of the blue like that for Quentin Richardson? Now, Quentin Richardson, I ripped on the on episode twenty. Um, excuse me, on episode twenty-nine, I ripped him. I thought he was just a a joke, you know. I I really did, and uh, I still think yeah, I still think he is. And I'll give him Kevin Garnett called him a punk from Chicago and all that stuff, and uh, you know yeah. He was, he was always doing that bullhorn every time he'd make a three-point shot and talking all kinds of smack to Garnett. And, uh, you know, we all know whose career was significantly more successful. So it's like, that's pretty retarded, talking trash as to, it's like, a, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even want to do any comparisons right now. It's, it's like a yip dog barking to a St. Bernard. I mean, get the heck out of here, you know, pretty stupid. But, yeah, Quentin Richardson's a Timberwolf. We needed a shooting guard, and uh, Quentin Richardson has a $9.3 million contract that expires at the end of the season. Sebastian Telfer had a player option next year. Screw that. Craig Smith had another year, I believe. And uh, Mark Mad Dog Madsen, well, he just, his run needed to come to an end at some point. As much as uh, people like him here, and he's a nice guy, and he can provide some energy and get fouls, you know, he 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 can get in under the skin of the other team without really being a dirty player. He just gets under their skin because he works hard, you know. You love him if he's on your team. You hate him if he's not, basically. Um, yeah, Quinn and Richardson will be a possible, possible shooting guard on this team. Of course, we got another shooting guard in the next trade I'm going to talk about in a couple seconds. Um, yeah, um, really, that's really the whole idea of this trade from the thriller. As of course, again, as I mentioned, he just he he shocked all of us at this. It was a, it's a good trade, fantastic. As the Wolves will be 24 million under the cap as a, as of this trade, just a wise deal I think by David Kahn. And also, there's a possibility though, because you never know with the Thriller, you never know if Quentin Richardson will be traded. There is a 60-day uh, waiting period though for us to be able to do that. Um, Q or Richardson, whatever you want to call him, this was like the fourth time he's traded or third time anyway, he was traded from the Knicks to the Grizzlies, traded from the Grizzlies to the Clippers, and then traded from the Clippers to the Wolves. Why all of a sudden now we have to wait 60 days? I guess it's just the way it goes. Possibly this is because he's traded too many times or because of the way the money was involved. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, I'll, I'll get to that. I'm usually pretty good about salary cap and NBA trade rules and all that stuff. I'm usually a pretty knowledgeable guy in that area, but that's one I don't really get. So... We'll get back to that at a later date. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, $24 million under the salary cap for 2010. Now, that's enough money to sign a LeBron James or a Chris Bosh or even an Okafer, but uh, eh, good luck with that. You know, Okafer, maybe. An Okafer type, anyway, is what I'm trying to say, or a Bosh type, maybe. The LeBrons or D. Wayne Wades, uh, good luck with that. We better have a really kick-ass future <laughs> for the Wolves. And boy, oh boy, uh, I would probably be in tears if I found if I woke up one day, one morning, and found out the Thriller Con had pulled off some type of move, like uh, had pulled off the move of the century, able to lure Dwayne Wade to join Johnny Flynn in our backcourt. <laughs> I would like be in tears. It's like I, I can already tell Johnny Flynn's going to be my favorite Timberwolf probably by about. Oh, about October 28th, you know, the season opener, which was announced today against the uh, Nets. Yeah, I think that'll be a, I think he'll be my favorite Timberwolf by then, most likely. It's either him or Al Jefferson. But, yeah, pardon my bouncing around. As That's the conclusion of that trade talk, just a, a cool deal, a smart deal. I'm just glad Telfair's gone. But, of course, you wonder, what the heck? Johnny Flynn's a rookie. Bobby Brown's a completely unproven third-string type of point guard. So who's 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 coming in? Um, not sure. You know, it's like I'm not sure. Real quick, also, got to mention this super quick. Got to plug. Uh, Con Artist wrote a really awesome article on TimberwolvesPress.com. If you scroll up from... My article, Thriller Con, Flintage Basketball. Do give that a read. It's just awesome article about an awesome point guard, Johnny Flynn. All right, so now we move upward to that. Of course, the Marbury talk, we're going to get into that in a second. But the Timberwolves, 
acquired Chucky Atkins and Damian Wilkins. Now, a few years back, the Timberwolves tried to acquire Damian Wilkins when they signed the restricted free agent from the Seattle Supersonics at the time to a offer sheet. The Seattle Supersonics matched the offer, and that was the end of that conversation. Um, but, yeah, Damian Wilkins is a solid guard, and it looks like the Timberwolves are interested in at least giving him a shot. He is an expired contract as well, expiring contract as well. But it looks like they're interested in enough to giving him a shot to uh, stick around for at least this year, being the shooting guard position is still at a fairly, is still a fairly thin position with the Wolves. And we land Chucky Atkins. The Wolves give up Eton Thomas and two first-round picks to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, Chucky Atkins, the minute we got him, it's like, hey, cool, there's a, there's the veteran point guard that'll help tutor uh, Johnny Flynn and maybe Bobby Brown or just be a, be a better fit than Bobby Brown, right? Now, Johnny Flynn, you can just tell he's going to be the starting point guard. You can almost just, you can just smell it. He's the starting point guard now, the way things are going. Um, but immediately, yeah, that was the assumption. Uh, Chucky Atkins is a guy... You're going to kind of think I'm a dork, but I've followed him his entire career. You know, I follow basketball that close. I remember him with the Orlando Magic. I remember watching, like, man, this guy has some really good energy. He makes some nice plays. Winds up getting uh, traded to Detroit in the Grant Hill deal. And then uh, plays there for a couple years. Has a nice run, kind of back and forth with uh, Chauncey Billups at one point in time. It was between Billups and Atkins. Remember when Billups first went to Detroit, he really was still kind of struggling to prove he's even a starter. Atkins was trying to do the same thing, basically. He's only two years older than Billups. And uh, it was just a back and forth thing. Billups eventually beat him out badly. And all of a sudden, Atkins was traded away to the Boston Celtics for Mike James. Ugh, the infamous Jack James, who got a ring with the Detroit Pistons in 04. Atkins played in Boston just for that year, wound up in Memphis for a few years, and then uh, became a journeyman with the Denver Nuggets and Charlotte Bob, Charlotte Bob Cats. Excuse me, no, not Charlotte Bob Cats, but the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't know why I'm getting those mixed up again. But, yeah, now he winds up with the Wolves. But... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was a kind of an energy guy. He could get it done a little bit. But in the end, a lot of people believe that Chucky Atkins will not be on the roster come training camp, come regular season. Chucky Atkins will not be on this team. His contract is mostly non-guaranteed. Non-guaranteed. That means he can be let go just about any time for a very small buyout. Um, So the point guard position, well, that leaves the question mark again. Bobby Brown is probably not going to be the immediate backup to Johnny Flynn. I just don't think so. I don't think you have a rookie point guard and a completely unproven, undrafted uh, second-year, third-year guy, Bobby Brown. I don't know. Don't know. So expect more from the thriller any given time. It could be happening right now, and, I don't, and I'm just not seeing it yet. It might already be re- being reported right now. That's how David Kahn operates. That is why I call him the thriller. But, uh... <laughs> That's pretty much the conclusion there. One other quick note regarding the Wolves before I get into that Stefan Marbury talker. It's just, ugh, Stefan Marbury's insane. But, uh, yeah, as mentioned, David Kahn was in Spain, talked to uh, Ricky Rubio. It looks like Ricky Rubio is leaving that Spanish club, but unfortunately that does not mean he's coming to the Minnesota Timberwolves and also the talk, also that... Uh, trading away Sebastian Telfair, completely gutting the point guard position for a shooting guard, is um, does not mean it's a precursor for Ricky Rubio. David Kahn said that himself. Uh, Ricky Rubio might end up with uh, Real Madrid. So, oh goody. We still might end up waiting two years to see the guy. He might get traded in between then. It's all just a big, fat question mark. All just a big, fat question mark. Kind of like Brett Favre, unfortunately, but at least Ricky Rubio is... 18 years old and not 40, not 39, 40. So we're just going to find out what happens with that. So that's pretty much how things stand there. One final point regarding the Wolves situation is now what are we going to do at forward? We were extremely weak at at both guard positions, right? McCants is gone, Foy and Miller gone. Now, Now Telfair gone as well. Um... 
So yeah, you got rid of those guards, which is good, right? You got rid of the bad guards. You kind of, but then you add Damian Wilkins, Chucky Atkins, and uh, Quentin Richardson, right? But not. But you also got rid of Mark Madsen, Craig Smith, and Eton Thomas. So Petrov looks like he's going to be penciled in as the backup center, and I kind of like the possibilities with Petrov. He actually might be an okay player. David Kahn seems interested in him. Um, kind of confused right now, though. Craig Smith is gone. And, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, Eton Thomas and Mark Madsen. So you're a little thin. Are you really going to bank on Petrov being a, that the only real backup power forward center on the team? Ryan Gomes is a solid player, but he is just a forward. He's he's not a power forward or a small forward. He's just F. He's just a forward. He's kind of he's too he's such a tweener. You don't really know what he is. I'm kind of confused on that one. Too small to be a power forward and too slow to be a uh, small forward. He just is. He's lucky I was able to get that cough out of there. I was almost coughing on you people there. <laughs> um, it's just tough to. Uh, tough to really know what's going on yet with that. It's just there's no doubt in my mind there's something else on the way. Who knows? Who knows? It could be anybody. It could be anything. Yeah, you have Kevin Love, Al Jefferson, and Ryan Gomes and Petra pretty much at your power forward center positions right now. Um, Don't know. Don't know. Really don't know. Something's probably in the works somewhere. Got to have some kind of backup forward, even if it's some no-name. And also, as mentioned, Damian Wilkins. Look, they're going to give him a shot to make this to make this team. And uh, well, he'll be—he's a guaranteed contract. But they're going to give him a shot to possibly be a member of this team this year. He's at least a semi-intriguing player. And um, these final final talker with the Wolves right now. David Kahn is interested in reacquiring, re-signing Rodney Carney, which is. Uh, Music to my ears, me and Marcus the Forecaster, we're thrilled. We want Rodney Carney back on this team. Corey Brewer, of course, is still here. Um, Yeah, I I think it'd be a good deal, but, of course, he's waiting it out to see what what kind of roster moves we're going to make. So, obviously, something is in the works as we speak. So, we'll see when that happens. All right, let's take the quick break, and we're going to get into Stefan Selfbury right after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you'd better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 30, which is a reminder for iPod users. Do check out Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild Hockey Podcast. It's been a while since I've done a new episode there. I wanted to do a uh, co-host with, uh, I wanted to do a show with Neil Nate Dog Thiesing. Haven't really put that together yet, um, but eventually we'll do it. It'll be a fun show, so do check that out. Anyway, Brave the Wild, a good hockey show if you like hockey at all, or Minnesota sports in general. All right, to the menace, to the uh, to the craziness at hand. Stefan Marbury has completely lost it. That was written by me. That was the evening of July twenty sixth, two thousand nine. Of course, I got home from work, folks. I got home from work on this night. Now I I already knew about JustinTV Justin.tv, www.justintv forward slash Starbury TV. I already knew about it. Buddy Marcus, the forecaster, told me about this. I check it out the uh, the night before on the 25th or whatever, and um, nothing really going on. You know, it's it's a live feed from Starbury, Stinkbury, whatever the heck you want to call him, Stupidbury, you know, or Stealthbury. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's in Los Angeles. He thinks he's going to be an actor, I guess. I don't know what's going on with this guy. But, yeah, nothing was really going on. One of his homies or bros or dumb dumb uh, cronies, whatever you want to call him, was, was screwing around, just kind of, yeah, I'm not going to take any 
questions about Marbury, well, we just wait until he comes and blah, 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 because you can chat with the people live, which is really kind of cool, actually. Um, so then the next night, I come home, notice Mark is on, they're talking, all of a sudden, Joey, 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 Joey. <laughs> Gives me the link to the uh, the page again, just like, you need to go right now, he's on. And it, Stefan Marbury, of course, listening to, you know, rap music, that's, I guess, his thing. He's a, you know, he's from the streets of New York. You know, New York is New York. You know, it's a it's a big, tough town. Big, tough town. A lot, lot of going on, you know. A lot going on in the streets there. Of course, Marbury... You know, pro, you know, had a, probably had somewhat of a tough upbringing. You know, it's a rough neighborhood, I'm sure, where he's from. He often talked about it in magazines and stuff when he was on the Wolves. You know, and beyond years later. But he just, he just, he, you can take the Marbury out of the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of the Marbury. I mean, he just is what he is. Now, I'm not judging anybody from the ghetto, but this guy is—it's not even ghetto. He's just off the charts weird. You could be from the ghetto and be perfectly normal, as I've known some people like that grew up in it and turned out to be really cool people. Just awesome. Tony Collins, who I used to work with, I don't know if he wants me to say his name, but um, I don't think he'd really mind. He is just a really cool guy. You know, he he grew up in a rough neighborhood in Gary, Indiana, and uh, he turned out to be just an awesome guy. But Marbury, he made hundreds of millions of dollars, and he's just a complete moron. So everybody just chooses their path, I guess, regardless of what happens. They just choose their path. Uh, I better shut up right now. I'm not going to try to get too far into that type of conversation. But th- this guy's insane, folks. He's insane. Absolutely nuts. Of course, this article is on TimberwolvesPress.com. As I was watching him dance in front of a camera wearing his underwear while, yeah, just, just wearing his underwear while obviously intoxicated on alcohol at the bare minimum, who knows what else, making crazy comments, crazy comments. And uh, some stuff, you know, he's just randomly uh, babbling about, it's all entertainment, man, it's all entertainment. And he started like he was going to cry about things and bragging about he's a free agent now. Stefan Marbury's a free agent. He doesn't play in the NBA. I mean, you could just see he was kind of halfway crying. I don't know if it's because he's just drunk and acting up or if he's legitimately hurting on the inside. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, (laughs) The guy reminds me of Mike Tyson, just some of the crazy stuff he was saying, making comments of, this is a comment he said eight times in a row, that how he's, he's doing me, I'm doing me, I'm doing me. I'm doing me, and some people are wondering what the heck that is. They might think it's something sick, but really, to me, the translation is he's doing his thing, but it's like we're happy for you, and (laughs) this individual has just gone off the deep end, folks. He's gone off the deep end, dancing in front of the camera, flipping off the camera, telling us about how he signed a... $102 $102 million contract. Now, see, now this actually sounds fairly savvy. It's just, again, it just it just shows how, what a, what a strange individual he is, bragging about how he was able to get a $102 million contract without an agent, so it only cost him $500. And uh, I guess that's just his defense on acting like a crazed lunatic and letting everybody down. He signs the $102 million contract and let the whole team down on a regular basis got multiple coaches fired it's just it's it's ridiculous and how talented this individual was when he was a minnesota timberwolf folks i'm gonna say this right here and right now i have never said this before in fact i don't think even any of my friends know this i don't think they do and if i did say it once uh, they probably forgot when stefan marbury was a minnesota timberwolf back in you know circa 96, 97, 98. Stefan Gar- oh, excuse me, Stefan Garnett. No, Stefan Marbury, Kevin Garnett, Tom Gugliotta. Remember those days, folks? Remember those days? I like Stefan Marbury more than Kevin Garnett. I liked him more. I was more excited about him than Kevin Garnett because he had more obvious talent. Kevin Garnett was kind of a 
kind of a work in progress at the time. You know, he was talented, but he didn't really have that go-get-him attitude, and he never really did develop that down the stretch. Stefan Marbury, to me, had the go-get-him clutch play. I mean, I remember watching him defeat the Phoenix Suns on the road. This was back when the Suns were really good. You know, they were always good, but <laughs> it seems like, for you know, except for a few bad stretches when he was on the Suns. But when Stefan Marbury was a Timberwolf with Coach Flip Saunders, this guy was on his way to just absolute stardom. Folks, Stefan Marbury has played played in one All-Star game. One All-Star game, at least that I can remember. And uh, that was when he was a member of the New Jersey Nets and was scoring points like Allen Iverson at the time, not really playing point guard. He was just worried about scoring. Um, just very strange. Very strange how uh, this individual would throw away an opportunity to become quite possibly a legend, not only in this town but in the whole NBA. He, he may have become a legend had he saw the reality of, of what was going on here in this town. He had a great teammate who was more than willing to sit back and be the number two star. Kevin Garnett, I don't think he ever really wanted the number two star, uh, the number one star role. I think he just wanted the number one star money, unfortunately. Or he saw the opportunity to get it and took it. Is probably more the more honest translation of that. But uh, Marbury always wants to be the guy all the time, and um, yeah, Kevin Garnett was willing to give it to him. But even that wasn't enough. It was the fact that Garnett's popularity and money got in the way for Stefan Marbury. His ego was too big, and Everything completely spiraled downward for Stefan Marbury, and he'll continue to tell you that he's keeping it real and keeping it 100. <laughs> I'm keeping the 100, you feel me? You know, is what he'll say in almost every conversation he has pretty these days. Basically to say, anybody that wants to say you made a mistake, it's just a, his way of fl- flipping you off, saying, no, I didn't, this is my prerogative, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, end of conversation. And uh, that's just how he thinks. And he has alienated people to a point that uh, it, there's a very strong possibility that age 32, Stefan Marbury, may have played his last game in the NBA. And the way he was talking on that live video, because, folks, I was watching this live when I typed it. I had to get this article out before. <laughs> I had to get this article out before even the conversation was over. I wanted, you know, or at least... I wanted to get it out before anybody else because, you know, I'm a I have an opportunity to write a column now, and it's right in front of me. I got to do it regardless if it's two in the morning after a long, long, hard day at work. I got to do it, and um, the whole thing just symbolizes Stefan Marbury in a, in a nutshell. It really does. What he is, what he's become, what he what he wants to be. He just kind of wants to be this strange individual who's just kind of doing me he's doing me you know and he's just doing his thing it's all about him and that's why i came up with the nickname selfbury that's why it's in the title of this episode it's in the title and of course it's at the end of the article do check out the videos alec was kind enough to put clips from (laughs) that insane sunday night up on TimberwolvesPress.com, right below my article, Sunday, the 26th of July, 2009. They are right there below. I mean, there's ones of him dancing, one of him crying. One, The one where he flips out is really the uh, ultimate one, though, because the crying video, he doesn't really say anything, but he's just crying about something. Not really sure exactly, but uh, you can just hear him absolutely go off about how we don't know him, we, we, we weren't brought up right, and we don't get it, basically. So I guess that's just Marbury's thought process. That's just how he thinks, and that's the end of the conversation with Stefan Marbury at this point in time, and quite possibly for good. But, yeah, if you want to check it out, he is on live, or at least he's, you know, the feed is on live. He'll be on from time to time, especially in the evenings. www.justin.tv forward slash Starbury TV. Do check it out. It's, well, <laughs> It's it's what it is. It, it is what it is. That's all. That's all I can tell you. It's not excellent. It's not. A, I, I I don't know. You just make your own decision on that. I report. You decide. Not to copy Fox News or anything. I don't really 
care about Fox News or any other major uh, news network at this point in time. I think they're all bad. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll report, you decide. So that's the end of that. We're going to conclude things here in a second. As I'm going to mention some of the guys at TSS really quick, because, you know, I, I need to mention them. They're really cool for uh, wishing me a happy birthday. 30th birthday, Rusty says, happy 30th birthday, birthday buddy. Uh, PMAC also jumps in. Now, uh, now, Rusty was the one that started the thread, and I really appreciate it. You know, Rusty is just an awesome guy. Do check out the crossover. Him and PMAC, who's the nice guy to post, great guys. They're Australians. They talk about the New York Knicks and New Jersey Nets. Rusty is the Nets guy. PMAC is the Knicks guy. PMAC would know an awful lot about Stefan Marie, and, of course, so would uh, Rusty, their division rivals and all that good stuff. So do check out the crossover. I listen to it every single episode. So there, there's, you know, now you know for sure, Rusty and PMAC, if you didn't know before, I listen to every single episode. Absolutely love it. Now PMAC chimes in. He says, the big 3-0, huh? Well, happy birthday, man. I tell you that 31 is even better. <laughs> it's all blending into one long period of oldness. Yeah, I'm not young anymore, folks. I'm not young anymore. Twenties are young. Thirty, well, uh, it's just not young anymore. That's just it, it. It is what it is. Once again, unfortunately, Marbury and Garnett are also in the same generation. We're all getting older, guys. P Mac. Luckily for uh, Rusty, he's about 24. So luckily, <laughs> he's still got you know some time left before he hits that. Unfortunately, though, Clippers UK who is Gavin Jackson from London of the UK. He, former host of Clipper Talk. Uh, hopefully he'll bring it back again. As I mentioned, you got to bring it back, Gavin. But uh, his response is, PMAC, I'm 36, pal, and it doesn't get any better. Anyway, back to Joey. Happy birthday, mate. Haven't got around to reading your Marbury article yet, but will do soon. And, of course, I recommend the heck out of it. Uh, take it easy, pal. Enjoy yourself. Have a few drinks on me, but pay for them yourself. And <laughs> I'll definitely pay for them myself. And, uh, <laughs> Gavin, I do miss your show. Bring it. I'd love you to bring it back. Uh, I hope you enjoy the Marbury article. It's something I just I, I had to get done. I wanted to get it done. And I, at the same time, it's... It's a rush, man. It's a rush when you're basically breaking news, and that's what was going on. What's just going on right in front of you? News as it happens, so to speak. It's a rush. It was the first time I've ever really done it, other than just calling somebody up myself to actually post an article on the internet for the whole world to see. Yeah, TimberwolvesPress.com. But uh, yeah, thank you, Gavin. You're a great guy, and uh, I do appreciate it. I'll have some. I'll have a couple drinks. I'm not a heavy drinker. I'm a moderate one. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I pay for them. And I'm not looking forward to getting any older. But, unfortunately, that's not going to change. And then Farzine, who is the guy that brought me to TSS, who does the Chiefs Zone, the Chiefs Zone, Farzine, outstanding show, major ratings, major, major podcast, the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, has happy birthday, Dark Paladino. He came up with that, of course, when I put on uh, some pictures on my Facebook wearing a uh, black trench coat and mafia-looking hat because I figured, hey, I'm Paladino. I do purple mafia. Why not do something cool? And Farzine came up with dark Paladino. So that's kind of cool. And Farzine, also a great guy. I talk to him all, all the time as much as I can. His Chiefs team looking like it's got a nice future. King of the Castle. <laughs> King of the Castle. Matt Castle. So do check his show out as well. Of course, I posted a reply to all the guys in there, and you guys can see it. I don't, probably shouldn't read what I wrote because that's kind of dorky. I mean, I didn't sit and read my whole articles to you. That's kind of dorky, you know, because I wrote it. It's kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of bizarre. Um, real quick, final thing, final thing. I'm going to mention a few of the people that said happy birthday from the Facebook. Super quick, some of you out there that might be listening that aren't didn't post on TSS. Um, other ones that did, well, first and foremost, I'm going to, uh, Tracy Michelle, who is Marcus's, uh, aunt says happy birthday. I thank you for that, Tracy. Justin Layton, good old Justin Layton, yeah, Andy's friend back in the day. He's a, 
entertaining guy. He says, happy birthday. Just remember to shoot for your dreams and don't let anyone drag you down. And, yeah, thank you for that, Justin. Justin's a cool guy. He lives in Las Vegas now. Drives some pretty fancy cars over there. <laughs> and, yes, I am trying to shoot for my dreams. Russell Bennett, which, of course, Rusty says, happy birthday, mate. And thank you, Rusty. Dave Eng, who's also on TSS, he, now, he also chimes in. Happy birthday, J.A. Hope you had a good one. I'll join you in the Roaring 30s next year. Yep, Dave Eng is going to be part of the 30 Club as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting, I guess. You just feel you feel more experienced, I guess you could say. And my aunt Dale, Dale Larson says, "Happy birthday, Joe. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for that, Dale." Clover Awajin, my sister-in-law, says, "Happy birthday, Joey. See you tonight." Tracy Gust Pappenfuss. A former employee for my parents years ago, and a friend, uh, happy birthday, happy and blessed birthday, and year, Joey. I thank you for that, Tracy. Luis Doncaster, which is, of course, Clover's mother. Clover Wyge's mother says, happy 30th, Joseph. I thank you that as well. And Clover says, P.S., being 30 is awesome. So, got that out of the way. Um Apologize if I kind of dragged on a little bit at the end there, but you know I wanted to get that in because it's a you know it's a special day, it's cool, it's a special episode, um, and I wanted to give those people uh, some some airtime. You know they they deserve it. Uh, nice enough to give me the time of day to post on my Facebook and MySpace. I mean I've had some years where basically nobody will even nobody really acknowledges other than about two or three cool people. That's about it. So thank you people. I definitely appreciate it. Means a lot to me. And um, thank you for listening to this show. It has been an absolute blast. It's episode 30 on the day I turned 30 at 3.30 p.m. at the time when I started. And uh, it's been a long one, about about 53 minutes here in the end. So, again, thank you for listening. I'm sure the Thriller Con will have something new to talk about soon. Um, We will get back to you when the time comes. Do take care. See ya. See ya.